Sometimes we're looking for the more, but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words like me play, toys, fun, games, cheekiness, with, intimacy, connection, relationships. And finally, me. It starts with self, and that is something that Play With Me stands for. Play With Me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the Gantry in Four Waves or find us at www.playwithme.co.za. If you're looking for that more, please get in touch.
Are you tired of paying premium prices for your disposable vapes? At Vapes Disposables, we have all your favorite vape flavors at much more affordable prices. And with the added convenience of delivery to your door, why would you shop anywhere else for your disposables but at Vapes? Contact Vapes Disposable now for all your vaping orders. That's Vapes with a Z. Get hold of us on 079-248-6215. That's Vapes Disposables on 079-248-6215. So
Are you interested in warming things up in the bedroom? Kinky candles, blended wax play candles. Our candles are carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure your pleasure is taken to new temperatures. To get started with a drip, drop, splat or pour, give us a call. 079-461-6001 That's Kinky Candles on 79 Four six one six double oh one. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors, or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. The posts, pages and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised. classes with your hosts lady lola and miss kitten come on in and take your seats tonight's class is about to start good evening festivals and welcome to the first spin-off of lola's lessons called kinky classes as usual, I'm going to start off by mentioning our affiliated site, the COF, Lola's favourite friends at the Council of Fantasy. Council of Fantasy is a lifestyle-oriented community catering for BDSM, lifestylers and everybody that is somewhere eh, in between. They have an education group, they have a lifestyle group, they have a women's empowerment group. They have a group for media dumping so that you can go and look at a bunch of sexy pics. You'll find Lola's classy co-host on the education group and she also runs the women empowering group too. That being said, let me introduce my co-host for Kinky Classes. The iconic hot mistress herself. Miss Kitten, good well, good evening and welcome. You can now unmute yourself. If you're Hello, Miss hey, Kitten. beautiful Lola. Thank you for thank you for the lovely introduction and hello listeners. It's lovely to be live with you guys tonight. I'm I'm excited and I have the um absolutely incredible Baronista sitting with us on the panel tonight. So I'd like to give her a shout out and say hi. Hi there, how are you? Welcome, Baronita. <laughs> hello, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for having me on the show this evening. We can't wait to hear more about what you've got to teach us tonight, what you're bringing to the table, because Lola's going to be the vanilla this evening, right? And I'm going to be <laughs> learning from you and Miss Kitten. 
And although I'm, I don't consider myself to be too much vanilla, but um, I'd love to dip a little deeper into these dark puddings. Everybody keeps on talking about <laughs> I've got a lot of chocolate. And all. I just want to explore them all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, lot, it's lots and lots of fun. It's not just one pudding. I tell you, this is uh, many different vi varieties and flavors. Baronisa, oh. let, let's kick it off and tell us a bit about yourself. Where did you start off and how did you come to be the Baronista as you are? Oh my goodness. Okay. Now I'm going to give away my, I'm going to give away my age. Um, many, many, many years ago when I was a lot younger than what I am now, um, I was getting up to a lot of nonsense as most of us do in our youth, trying to find myself and landed up walking into a gentleman's club with a friend one evening to earn some extra money and was literally there for a couple of days, almost a week and took one look at what was going on and went like oh no i don't think this is at all for me and mm -hmm. sitting in the corner was another lovely um, lady her name was crystal and she said can i show you something i said yes i'm i'm an adventurous type and she opened up a room and i walked in and from floor to ceiling wall to wall was the red room um oh. like one can only imagine <laughs> We would all like one of those if you are into BDSM and if you're a dominant like I am and a dominatrix, um, then you kind of walk into a room like that and go, oh, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, everything that I could possibly think of was there as far as, as far as BDSM equipment and toys was concerned. And I walked in and never looked back. And it's been more than 20 years um that i've been in the industry and in the profession um that i've been a professional dominatrix it's how i make my money um a lot of people think oh my goodness it's all about the sex trade well you know what we're all into selling something so um i don't particularly look at it that way i look at it as a service i'm also a certified life coach um so i combine the two and i think you know when when you've had a traumatic background, BDSM can be an incredible way to bring healing um, to a place of trauma. So that's a little bit about myself <laughs> without going off on a tangent, but I love what I do and I love being able to help people and to, um, you know, when the lights go on and people go, oh, wait a minute, there's more to me than meets the eye, what I'm looking at in the mirror, and they're able to discover more about themselves, not just as people, but sexually, emotionally, spiritually, um, on whatever level they're at. I like to be able to, you know, stand back and go, I was a part of being a tool in their in their life to make that happen. I love that, Baronista. That's absolutely amazing. And I relate to that so much. And I think that it's because the BDSM culture and community is built on consent. Mm -hmm. The, the empowering thing for me in this journey through um through BDSM, um, mine probably started just as wildly, um, but is that I found that I'm consenting with myself and yes. that I'm empowering myself in all the decisions I'm making and all my choices, I am embodying the feeling and of positivity and really wanting to do it before I do it. So um, it's it's just a different a different feeling to being in a room and being forced into doing something, yes. um, or coercing myself into doing something because I think it all starts with self. Um, but really, just having that that 
consent but consent not just with other people but starting with myself and i think that was the first step in my journey and i think that that's what separates um bdsm from abuse number one is absolutely basing it on consent Mm -hmm. um, um you know you're getting to really ask yourself difficult questions um and you're having to look after yourself better because the stuff that you're doing is more challenging absolutely i totally relate to that so definitely the journey the journey has been healing for me as well and i've absolutely loved every second of it and um the connections the the cubic depth of the relationships in this journey are just so much deeper yes probably probably because we trauma bonding with all our friends It is. It's. 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 It's so true what you say. You know, uh, RuPaul says it so very, very well. You know, if you cannot love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? And one of the things that I found with 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 BDSM, you know, people there's such a big, still such a big taboo attached to it, um, in, especially in South Africa, is that if you if you can't if you don't understand your own body, if you don't understand what makes you work, what makes you tick. You know, people know. Well, that's really way out there, and that's kinky and whatever. That's not the point. It's being able to be to know to thine own self be true to to know who you are before you can actually, you know, discover that with anybody else. And again, what you're saying, Miss Kitten, about consent. Consent is absolutely vital. You know, um, in in my line of work, there there are some things that people look at and they go, "Oh my goodness gracious me! Should we call the cops? She's beating him to death." Um, you know, um, or, oh my goodness, they've drawn blood. And, you know, those are the sort of more extreme sides of, of BDSM. But the key element in all of it is that, first and foremost, that person who who is asking for that to be done to them has identified within themselves who they are and how far they're willing to go and have given themselves consent to explore that part of themselves and then given that over to somebody else as well. So the consent and permission, not only within yourself, but with, you know, those around you is absolutely vital. And that definitely differentiates it between, you know, GBV, which I'm a huge activist against. So coming from from a background of, of abuse and trauma myself, I've learned to be able to overcome those things, to love who I am. Um, if nobody else loves me, I love me. I think I'm pretty awesome. Um, and being able to, at the same time, be in a place of responsibility because of where I've come from and because of, I've been able to identify who I am as a person, that I am able to be responsible with another person's life who maybe has not overcome those difficulties or those traumas or those issues in their life. It's very yeah. important. Sorry, Miss Kitson, I, I want to interject here. So when I started exploring in BDSM, right, it was a very, um, very rocky road for me because I didn't have enough platforms to go and learn and go and find out who I was and what I wanted before being mm. able to give somebody else over that consent that you speak of now. So mm. when when I came into, t- into contact with Miss Kitten, that's the first time I really found out about being self-consensual before you can give consent away yes. and how all of this can be transformed into mm-hmm. something beautiful that you can use to enhance your intimate relationships. So obviously Absolutely. the whole Lola's Lessons um, franchise has been built around enhancing your intimacy, enhancing your sexual experience, enhancing relationships, and giving yourself and your partner something to explore together to make it fun and exciting. So how do I 
Baroness, um, how do I take something that looks very, um, very dark and dangerous, like you say now, that people wanting to find to find out if these people are being abused, then this person's going to love. How do I take something that looks so Dungeons and Dragons and transform mm. it into something sexy and sassy that I can use to enhance my intimate relationships? How do I put my fantasy over into reality? I've got bills to pay. Send them my way. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, send me that banking detail because I'll wear a lot of fantasy. Did that, did that one air out to everybody out there? Um, okay, ser- seriously. Um, one of one of my one of my things is I absolutely absolutely love seeing couples. Um, you know, whether whether it's LGBTQTI plus, whether it is straight couples, it, it it doesn't matter to me. But couples are incredibly important for me because they are the foundation of what you would build any family on, or any home, or household, or. You know, and when you get two people who come to you, besides the consent and the permission and the self-love and the healing and, and, you know, all those things and maybe counseling that you've gone through, one of the, I think, more, even more fundamental is communication, is being able to go, okay, this, I'm feeling this, but maybe my partner's not. And being in a place where you are safe enough with somebody that is not going to judge me. That non-judgment is so important that, you know, one person might be, let's say, for instance, um, I'm going to take anal play, for example, um, and one partner says, I want to try this, but the other person is like, not a chance. I'm never going there. Don't even think about it. Um, but the communication is vital that, the, uh, you know, that you're able to talk about it and say, listen, I have these thoughts. This is what's going through my mind. And this is for anything, not just BDSM, but anything that's kinky, anything that you feel is sexy. One person might be feeling something and the other person is not. But be free and don't judge your partner um, or the person that you're with for expressing a, an idea, a thought, a you know if something kinky went through their minds. You might not um, explore it immediately, but your partner should be open and you should be open to each other to talk um, and communicate those thoughts, those ideas, and then you might be able to act on it further. Um, And if you feel, okay, wait, maybe the one is pushing a little bit, then go and see a professional and say, listen, this is where we're at this, you know, this sort of crossroads. We don't know how to move on from here. Help us. And that is where somebody like myself would come in or, you know, that does it for a professional living, just like you would go to psychiatrist, psychologist, life coach. Um, in the BDSM, for instance, like a, a professional dominatrix would be able to encourage couples, would be able to help them and show them, okay, this is how you can do this. Maybe explore it this way. Try something different and take it from there. But communication is, is vital. Yeah, the communication, and for me, it starts with that self-awareness. That ability, mm. to, that ability to own those feelings and to put those feelings on the table. So yes. I always, when, when the guys come to me and ask me for help, and you know, I, I just think there's a communication gap so much between the sexes in relationships. Um, I'm a CBT mistress, which is cock and ball torture. So that's my kink. So I don't see many women um, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, the there see, goes my chances. I, know, I was so happy. Listen, I've, I've got such a soft spot for Miss Kitten. She's such a fiery female. 
Yeah. Miss Kitten, does it help if I put a strap on? on? You don't have to make it a big offer. I'll just say yes. You just have to raise your hand. Um, <laughs> I think you're amazing. I've got so much time and respect, and I'd happily take you home. I have a perfect call. <laughs> I just want to make sure am I still in the running yeah you're uh, still in the running <laughs> I've seen that woman I've wield seen a weapon and cry. <laughs> uh, <Our> poor listeners <laughs> but I, I think it's a self-awareness thing and, and I, I like literally like the guys will come for a first session and they won't be able to own what they want and they won't yeah. understand what they want and they don't understand you know we speak very openly in BDSM um, about things like consent and boundaries and all of this stuff. But I, I mean, I when I started in BDSM, I hadn't had no boundaries. It just didn't exist. Like I, I said yes to everything. I had to learn the hard way in most of the stuff before I understood what really worked for me and what didn't work for me. And we're not taught to have boundaries in the culture that we live in. We're taught yeah. to say yes to everything. And mm-hmm. the society we live in, we're just taught to say, yes, you know, will, will you take on extra work? Yes. Will you be there that time? Yes. Do yeah. you want to come for dinner? Yes. We're not taught to say no. So yeah. coming into this, coming into this platform, you've got to relearn some ups and bad habits and you've got to, you've got to establish a whole new set of skills. But those skills filter down to everything. So you spoke a lot about communication. So I mm. get the guys to start on a very basic thing because we all have these deep, dark fantasies. And yes. if, you haven't, if you don't have them personally, I'm sure a friend of yours has told you about deep, dark fantasies and you've thought about them. But speak them out loud in the car on the way to work. Just admit them. Put them yeah. out into the universe because once you've said them verbally and you've practiced saying them, it's so much frigging easier to go home and say them to your girlfriend. And there is a vast difference between what, what is real fantasy and porn and you, you've seen on the internet and what's really going to happen. But that's where this communication process comes in. And yeah. you know, bringing, bringing your partner <laughs> into that is so important. And I, I think a lot of guys don't do it. Um, because they're just too afraid to broach the subject. So I can just, all of my Cape Town CBT guys drive to work admitting their fantasies in loud traffic every morning. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, 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 other, the other side of it is once you've, you've, you've aired it out there, you know what, don't be afraid to have a good fat laugh. Have fun. You know, exactly. you, there's this whole thing, you know, that, that BDSM is like, it, it's so, you know, rigid and it's so stern and it's so structured and, it is all those things, but it's also a place where, you know, you're not going to always get it right. You're going to tie up your balls all wrong and your girlfriend's going to tie them up all wrong and you're going to smack it wrong and you're going to go like, you ain't, that's it, you're not ever coming near that again. Um, <laughs> you know, or you're like, I'll just tie it up myself, thanks very much. Um, but it's all part of the learning. And if there is that trust and if there is respect, if there is communication, if there is a willingness to explore, have fun, have fun, laugh when it goes wrong. You know, the, the, the amount of, you know, the amount of times that I've, I've, I've had clients who've come through to me and uh, for CBT or, you know, spankings and all kinds of things. And, you know, tie a guy up on a bench and he falls over the other side because his legs are too long. Um, you know, you smack him on his ankles. He's supposed to be hitting him on his ass. Um, you know, you just land up having a good fat laugh. It's, it's okay to do that too. Don't, don't be so hard on yourselves when you are exploring. 
and I think that, that that word exploring, like, and it starts again. It starts with self, like, like you know, yes. all great fantasies. So go and play with your bits. Get to know your bits intimately. Experience. You want to do anal? I'm really not going to do anal for you if you haven't got any idea. Oh, absolutely. You've got to start somewhere, and you know, I'm not going to be the first one on unknown territory. It's your job. You need to be able to guide me to and give what? me some hints about what what feels good for you because it's different for everybody so go 100 play with it spend some yeah. time in a quiet dark room with some nice music some great lube first on every video lube. Video. great <laughs> lube some great yeah. lube. get to know your bits down there experiment with stuff tie yourself like you tie yourself up so that you can guide your girlfriend and help her a little bit and it's the same it's the same as when couples come to me to learn to peg this is my favorite because you know they come with this brand new strap on and it's in a box and it's fantastic and it's, it's really expensive it's also normally about the size of my thigh because the guy's chosen it because he didn't want to be, want to be embarrassed in front of his girlfriend and choose a small strap on and you know that the, the intimacy is completely lost when she spends the first 65 minutes of the session putting the strap on on because she doesn't know how to do that so yeah. just getting just getting used to what the equipment feels like putting it on and off you know practicing that side makes it so much easier and i mean if you really can't admit these things like there's other ways that you can leave hints for your for your partner you can buy a good book you can mm -hmm. buy a toy leave it next to the bedside you can send her little video clips they don't have to be the most extreme video clips you can choose wisely on this uh, they are quite nice very um good porn clips that you can send but you know sort of start the process um what i really suggest to my partners a lot of the time is find a different platform to communicate these fantasies on so don't communicate on whatsapp between when are you going to fetch the kids have you taken the dog shit out the garden have you picked up the laundry that type of stuff have an email that has a sexy name and deal with the fantasies in that sexy space so that you're mm. holding that you're holding a bit of a container for them and that you're only dealing with them there so there's a bit of privacy if you need it and there's a bit of space between you and you you're in a different role um and i don't mean you have to be a dominant or a submissive you just can you can just be sheila and ken for the evening um ken she, and ken. or ken and ken whatever you want to be <laughs> pick your poison <laughs> um and just, and just explore, explore in a bit of a safe, in a bit of a safer space. I mean, I'm really good at leaving hints. Um, you know, I'll just leave a couple of meat hooks in the kitchen, or you know, something like that. And my partner. <laughs> you know, just 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 to uh, to add to you, Miss Kitten. Um, you know, by the way, Deadpool. Hello, guys. August. It's Women's Month. It's it's a hint. Um, but just to bring it back to with regards to anal, I just want to put that out there for, for those of you who are listening, who have been thinking about it and you're wanting to try it, please take some advice. It is a muscle. Like every other muscle in your body, it is. it needs to be stretched. It needs to be exercised. You cannot just rock up and go, oh my goodness, I'd like to try anal and you want the size of an elephant. You know, it, you're going to rupture something, you're going to hurt yourself, and you're going to land up in hospital. So, as Ms. Kitten's been saying, take that time to discover your body. Go and, go and explore those parts of your body that you're, that you're feeling kinky about before suddenly deciding, okay, wham, bam, let's go for it. Because there are certain things that you're going to do to your body that are going to, you know, cause a reaction. And it, it's, it's going to be something physical that if you don't do it properly, you're going to hurt yourself. So, you know, take that time to, to go and love yourself a little bit.
Yeah, I'll go love yourself a little bit. And the other thing I wanted to say in here is what we're playing with in BDSM, what we play with when we when we play with sex and when we have sex, that stuff that makes you feel really good and happy, that's biochemistry. So yeah. what we're doing in, in, in BDSM is we're exploring different versions of the biochemistry. So you need to start off small, explore one thing at a time, understand how your body reacts to it, understand how your body recovers from that and then go to the next thing and then you can load it all together and have a smorgasbord that's delicious in one evening but starting off a little bit at a time um is my so I start small it's not the olympics um yeah so um, um i wanted to ask something um Mesquiton, you said something a little bit earlier about even before deciding whether you're submissive or whether you are a, a, a domineering person, how do I find out which of the two I would be? So naturally, I'm a very stern and full of shit person, right? But does that necessarily mean that I'm going to be a domineering person in bed? No, no, I... I, I think if you go, so I don't know if you guys are all on FetLife, but there's a very kinky Facebook around in the universe called FetLife. Um, and you can go on FetLife and you can have a look at the roles available. And they have everything from yeah. Dom, Sub, Pet to Raccoon. And with a small R, because that seems important in this whole thing. You can literally be anything you want to be and you don't need to be it permanently you can be it for half an hour in the bedroom and you can test them all out my advice when starting in BDSM is you don't need to pick a role first pick a kink find something that excites you find something mm. that find some tool that you're interested in and swap play both sides of the coin see how it feels because you I don't believe you can use something on somebody in, unless it's been used on you Okay, that makes a little bit of no sense because I do CBT and I don't have my own penis, so I don't really know. What <laughs> but, um, lovely Lola. I think I think as you know, Miss Kittens is, is is right. You know, you're not going to know unless you've tried it. In my case, I am 100% a dominant. I have never switched in my entire life. The very thought of it, actually, I think it's his raised up on the on the back of my neck. Um, I've never been flogged. I've never, n not once. And it's just the very thought of somebody like, oh, well, can I do that to you? And I'm like, uh, no, uh, can I, no, it, nope. That's not, that is just not, it's just never, ever, ever been an option in, in, and I actually had a very wealthy client, um, who I had seen for some time and, um, went to see him one evening and there was a check lying on, on the table. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Okay. Um, he said, no, it's, it's an empty check. I said, yes, I can see that. He said, write down any amount. Very wealthy, a wealthy person. And um, I said, wait a minute, there's a, there's a catch. I said, I know how much how much money you make. You're a very, very, very wealthy celebrity. And like, no, money's not an option. I said, okay, let's put down a couple of million. Like, sure, no problem. I said, there's a catch. What's the catch? And he said, I want to dominate you for the night. And I tore up the check, walked out, and I said, don't ever call me again. So I think there are, there are maybe extremes maybe like myself that i just i know what i am 
But that has mm. also become, again, with, with, with what Ms. Kitten was saying, is knowing yourself, getting to know yourself, taking that time to, to know who you are and what is okay and what is not okay with you. So, mm. But for those who are getting into BDSM, explore it. You, you might find that in the workplace you're a very, very submissive person, but you know, in the bedroom you're a very dominant person and vice versa. You're not going to know unless you start exploring it and finding it out for yourself. I know there's a test, sorry, um, I know there was a test a while ago, um, I think it's BDSM.org if I'm not mistaken. How accurate are these tests? I've always run to I want to have a big interjection here. The, that test, and I'll send you guys some resources on that, that test has been proved to be written by a guy who was trying to field a certain type of woman out of a computer system. Yeah. Uh, and it's completely inaccurate. Um, oh, and wow. I think any, any personality test needs to be taken with a pinch of salt. And that result was specifically orientated so that when he got 10 answers that worked, he could then send a message to those particular group of women. Um, and he he's written a couple of books as well. And he's then since been charged and um, um, ended up in jail. So the BDSM test that everybody goes on about, um, I think any personality test is fun and you can do it, um, but it's very set up to give you to give you a certain result. Um, and I wouldn't base your life on it. And I think yeah. the, one, the one thing that I see coming into this community is everybody looks at a set of roles and decides that they need to choose a role. You don't have to, unless you know exactly. Agreed. There are some people who know exactly. I'm not judging that at all. But but for the majority of us, you don't need to be labeled as submissive you can be absolutely you can be exploring for 10 years mm -hmm. when i came into this community i was had i had absolutely no idea of what i wanted and where i wanted to go i now know that i'm a sadomasochist 100 percent. i'm yes. not necessarily a dominant or necessarily a submissive i just frigging love pain pain is my absolute joy and yeah and I can tailor pain and people can tailor pain for me and I can get released through pain. It's the most liberating experience. And I can ask for the exact release that I want in that situation. Yes. But I don't have to pick a role to be a sadomasochist. I can no. top, which means I can dominate, or I can bottom, which means I can take the pain. And in both of those situations, I can get exactly what I want because I'm negotiating it beforehand. So yes. I, I, I love that. That for me, I'm a bit neurodivergent. I'm autistic, so for me to be able to be um, have a clear idea of the expectations and to be able to align with my partner gives me so much freedom. That communication is just incredible, and I just Please. think I just think in life we forget to ask for what we want. We're so busy about pleasing everybody else and finding everybody else, you know, finding the yes to give everybody else that we very we spend very little time in finding the yes for ourselves. So mm. you know, finding something that liberates you is just absolutely amazing. Amazing. and you're not going to know until you try and it could be a flogger it could be a cane um and i heard baronista saying you know like talking about the anal story where the guy says oh he's not going to do anal and um, that's not for him i promise you there is six months between a hard limit and a kink and six months between a kink and a fetish so you know like give it a chance and once that idea sits with you for a while and you start to explore um it the, the world's endless there's just so many things that you can try yeah. What yeah, is the difference really between one, one amazing rabbit hole? So um, it's like um, saying a kink would be one feather, a fetish would be the whole chicken. 
probably the best way to best way to tell you what a kink is a kink is something that's just not what society accepts as the norm so it depends what society you live in it depends how you raised it could be something anal could be kinky in somebody's life um if you weren't raised in in a certain community um but a, a fetish is something slightly more 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 sort of um intense and it's something that's normally um non-sexual like a shoe for instance that is needed for sexual gratification um and and fetishes can have like a like a you can you can go through the whole range you can be the guy that you know likes to see women in high heels and gets off on it you can be the guy that has to see women in heels to get off you can be the guy that um buys his wife 25 pairs of shoes every month because that's his that's his fetish and he wants to see her in the shoes or you can be the guy that has no more money and sits and waits at the shoe shop every morning and doesn't need the woman and just needs the shoes so the fetish can have like a whole range from like really gentle all the way through to quite extreme and we're not judging any of them you if that's what you need and that's what you know kudos to you because you know more than 90 percent of the people out there yeah Okay, so we need to go to a slight commercial break because we've already been chatting about all of these sexy fetish and kink and how to start off on BDSM within your intimate relationship for a full 30 minutes. But before we go to commercial break, we're going to go to the live listeners and we've got a shocking amount of almost 700 people listening live. Guys, we cannot thank you enough for your support. We love the lot of you. And everybody knows Lola is a big lover. And listen, you guys are loved. So I'm going to mention some of my favorite friends, Miss Carmen Ellie. Guys, tune in on Friday nights because Miss Carmen Ellie is the new Lola's Lessons co-host. It's going to be so much fun. We can't wait to be on air with her. I mean, gosh, she's a gorgeous blonde bombshell. How lucky am I? We've got Devilish Diva. That would be the new co-host for the new show called Lifestyle Lectures, and that is Saturday night. Don't miss that. If you guys are interested in non-monogamy, you guys are interested in sharing and swapping partners, don't miss it. It's going to be a fun time. Everybody knows Devilish Diva is an incessant little swinging flirt, and I love her more than most others do. We've got a bunch of other loyal listeners. I mean, KB, our um, social manager. I mean, how, how dedicated is this lady? She's always on air, always helping, always checking, and always admining in the back. Morgan from our very first season of Lola's Lessons. And then we've got a couple of new faces Yeah, We've got Maddie. Maddie um, got the link a little bit earlier from Lola. Hello, Maddie. We've got um, Jules Robbie. She's going to be one of our guests during uh, the kinky classes with Miss Kitten. Robert, Darian, Nicole, and uh, Darian, Nikki, Medusa. Guys, hello, hello, welcome, and thank you for always supporting us in all of our new endeavors. And on that note, we're going to go to a slight commercial break. Stay tuned. Go and fill up your water bottles because we don't kink and drink, yes? Listen to a couple of songs, a couple of commercials, and we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Sometimes we're looking for the more, but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words like me, play, toys, fun, games, cheekiness, with, 
intimacy, connection, relationships, and finally me. It starts with self, and that is something that Play With Me stands for. Play With Me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the Gantry in Four Ways, or find us at www.playwithme.co.za. If you're looking for that more, please get in touch. carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure your pleasure is taken to new temperatures. To get started with a drip, drop, splat or pour, give us a call 079-461-6001. That's Kinky Candles on 079-461-6001. 
001.
intro that was a bit loud but here we are we're back with kinky classes featuring miss kitten and tonight's guest is the beautiful baroness all the way from cape town good evening last folks and welcome back to the second half yeah. of the very <laughs> first episode of kinky classes this evening we're discussing dipping into darker puddings and nobody loves pudding more than lola yes yes we're going to be exploring bdsm 101 so i hope you guys filled your water bottles during the break because we don't kink and drink why don't we kink and drink first actually i've got two questions let's go with why don't we kink and drink also i would like to know what bdsm i mean i know but some of the listeners might not know what does bdsm actually stand for so between miss kitten my beautiful hottie co-host and the gorgeous baroness can one of you please explain to me why we don't kink and drink and what bdsm stands for can you hear me I can hear I can, you. Baroness, yes, you're perfectly fine. Okay, fantastic. Did you want to answer any of that first, Miss Kitten? I am. I'm happy to. I'm happy to go second. You can pick which one you like. Okay. Will, okay. Look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we kink? Okay, let's go with why don't we kink and drink? Okay. Um, for those of you who are out there who don't understand all of that, um, you know, you go to a party and have a couple of booze and drinks, and it's all fine. First and foremost, absolutely no substances, no drinking when you're engaging in BDSM because there are certain activities that you're doing to the body. If you are drunk, if you are high, your body is releasing different chemicals, different um, pleasure hormones into the body. You are not in a safe uh, or in a sane state of mind. And in order to do it, because the moment you cross from that, you, you're entering into the realm of abuse. And you need to be 100% completely sober and sane before you can engage in BDSM. For instance, let's say you're going for a flogging. And when you are sane and when you are sober and you are in a state of mind where you are able to say yes or no, and you're able to give consent, you are able to fully understand what is happening to your body um, when you are receiving something. In the same way, um, the person who is giving needs to be completely sane and sober because they are administering something or an activity or you know uh, something to another person's body. If you're not, how can you say that it was a yes? How can you determine that it was 100% consensual if you are high or if you are drunk or under the influence of anything? I personally will not engage with somebody if they are high or if they are drunk. Um, you know, if I'm at a party and they're like, oh, can you show me this? And I'll match show you one or two things. But I will not have a session. If you arrive at a session with me, if you are high, if you're drunk, the session is over. I will take your money, but we're gone, that we're done. Don't knock on my doorstep because you, you're, you're, I hope I'm making sense. And I'm actually quite passionate about that because more and more I'm seeing at parties and places, you know, it's all great and fun. Let's have a BDSM party and people are arriving absolutely stoned off their faces on all kinds of drugs. Um, they're getting completely smashed off their faces and it is not what BDSM is about. You lose, you're losing res your self-respect. 
You're losing respect of what is happening to you. You're losing the beauty of what should be happening to your body, to your mind. Because you're not in a place where you are able to 100% walk away going, I said yes, um, when you're under the influence of anything. I hope that makes sense. And that is why we do not kink and we do not drink. Bernice, can I ask you, do you think... Do you think it's because of today's cultural society and how much mental um, mental health issues is connected to the BDSM world that we are seeing an increase of um, abuse, substance abuse within the kink community? No, I think it's. I think there's a there's a big connection to the fact that people don't understand how yes. consent based BDSM actually is. Yes. And how important consent is in the whole thing, and what consent breaks down with to be to, to make the framework of consent. Because yes. we throw this word around and we say, "Oh, you must consent." So for all of us out there who live in this coercion culture, consent means saying yes and giving permission. But no. consent is consent is much more than that. Consent is oh, not totally. just asking for the cookie. Consent is asking what is inside the cookie. If it's your last cookie, if you can, mm-hmm. if you have spare cookies, if this cookie is going to do me harm or do me good. Consent's about getting all the information. Consent's about having capacity. So there Absolutely. are some very fine lines in, in BDSM. Capacity is not one of them. So if I relate it, I relate it to exactly like driving. If you were caught under the influence driving your car you'd be locked up it is an unforgivable sin yes south africa and probably not in Joburg, but um you could drive away out of it but you can't the problem is you can't bribe your way out of it in bdsm and we're literally trauma bonding with our partners so aligning with your partner having full capacity and i'm talking about physical capacity and i'm talking about mental capacity in the situation understanding your capacity before you go into the situation is crucial otherwise you are violating another person's consent absolutely i have zero tolerance for substances in any of my spaces when i work what we're doing is phenomenal we are literally tailoring pain to give you the most enlightening experience possible it's 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 better than pleasure i'm taking you to totally new levels but i can only do that if you are present and with me and i don't have time for anybody that can't be present and with me and there are far too many allowances where we are allowing people to smoke and to drink at parties um and and kink is becoming an escape um and it's it's i i don't think you can blame it on mental health i think i blame it on the coercion culture that we live in and the way that we 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 are not trained to say no and the, the social pressure to have a drink at a party is huge to be able to say no at a party um and because I'm going to play drink after you play get as stoned as you want or as high as you want after you play but even that even that for me doesn't work because we have yeah. this beautiful canvas of skin and this beautiful body inside of us and this body needs care so without showing up with capacity and without showing up with the the, the ability to be ethical and to self-care to say that my body is going to be harmed it's going to take x y and z and it needs to repair because alcohol does nothing to help you with your repair no so, no it, it thins it thins the blood out it, 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 you know it, it does i totally 100 percent. We, we you can as you can hear we're both very passionate about this your your body is undergoing different changes physically never mind emotionally and mentally if you are not present 100 percent, as as miss kitten is saying you know 
Your bruises are going to take longer to heal. Your skin might break when it shouldn't break. Um, you walk away going, oh my goodness gracious me, how on earth did I get these marks? What on earth happened to me? Because you weren't present. Mm. And there is, there is um, you know, SSC, which stands for safe, sane, and consensual. I've added another S in mine, and I'm going to go safe, sane, sober, and consensual. I love that. Um, it, 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 it is absolutely vital. And for those of you who are, who are in the BDSM community and have been for a while, you will understand high protocol. It's the way I live my life. There is a way that certain things are done. There is a, you know, if you go and eat dinner with the president, there is a certain way that you, there's protocol. There are certain ways things are done. And BDSM needs to to go back to that. I'm, I'm, you know, that's how I learned BD, BDSM was high protocol, the right way of doing things, the right way of saying things, the right way to address certain people. You know, there's a hierarchy, and to follow those those things because it it's it is the one sexual, if you want to call it practice, where respect and honor and trust go and consent are absolutely vital it is what bdsm is based on without it we have violence and we have um, aggression and we have um, abuse yeah it's a self-respect thing as well though and and totally. if, you can't, if you can't show up sober i've got a zero time for you because it means that you're not present in the situation yeah and i, I just i just think that for me, BDSM is, 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 is almost like a sport. Um, and I want to give my body as much as I can and look after it as well as I can so I can do this do this sport to the best of my ability. Um, and I want to be able to give the my bottoms the best experience. And when I when I when I bottom, I want to I want to have the best experience and give my body mm -hmm. the best care afterwards. And I literally, I literally treat it like a sport. How would I prepare for a sport? Because that is my body is literally undergoing the same absolutely. Um, pressure and trauma as i would be if i was participating in something so my physical exercise i run four days a week um i walk my dogs i ride my horses i'm you know i'm really careful that my that there's a physical part for my self-care that i'm looking after my skin that i'm yes. hydrating just simply hydrating and keeping enough water in your body to make sure that your cells can reproduce and replenish themselves after after the trauma you've put it through the canvas yes. that we have in our body this beautiful skin that we're able to mold and bend and 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 um create all of these biochemicals out of these reactions are completely dulled underneath alcohol so you're not experiencing half of what you should be you're missing out the whole lot and then you're going to wake up dropping from the biochemistry that you've used and dropping from the alcohol i'm sorry i hope it's a bad one i'm not yeah. I totally, I totally agree with you, Miss Kitten. You know, if you if you're going to go and say, for instance, get a tattoo, your tattoo artist is going to tell you no drinking, no substances, nothing before before the time because you've got to prepare your body for what it's about to go through. If you go and take drugs and if you go and take alcohol, it's going to thin your blood out. You're going to bleed. You're going to get horrible scars on your tattoo. In the same way, when you're starting, you know, with things like impact play um, or needle play or blood play. Your body's going to go through those things. And as Ms. Kitten is saying, listeners, you, you need to take absolute care of yourself. This is the one place where you really have to love yourself. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to be selfish with that time mm. alone with yourself, to prepare yourself and to make sure that you are okay 
physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, um, to, to, to get into. This is not just one of those like, oh, let's, it's all cool, you know, put on some leathers and wear some gothic gear and, or, you know, um, harnesses or whatever, and that makes you BDSM. This is a lifestyle of such self-respect, such honor. Um, one of the things I, I try and pride myself on is being a lady. I might be a lady and I might have whips in my hands, but I'm still a lady and I will treat people around me like a lady should, whether, with regard, whether you know, they're sub, sub, um, submitting or whatever it is that they're coming to see me for, there is still that, that respect level and it needs to be treated like that. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing is, you know, if you have that respect for your body, this is all about negotiation. If you have respect for your body, you know what you need. I know what I need to recover because mm -hmm. I look after myself. So I'm not guessing when I go into a play. I'm able to put my cards on the table for aftercare and say to my partner, I will need um, 400 bum rubs, um, three chocolate cakes, um, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I don't know. My wish, my wish. But I'm able to. I'm able to come to the negotiation empowered. So I'm able to bring my side to the negotiation. I'm not asking my partner to fix me mentally. I'm yeah. very really asking my partner to fix me physically because half of the 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 the, the, the stuff that happens to me and the um I love the self care afterwards. I love watching my body heal. For me, that's half of the process. And the, the better bottoms I've had in my life that that my my very experienced CPT bottoms that that do big plays with me. They're, they're incredible people, but half the kink is the repair and looking after themselves afterwards. And they'll tell you they, they have a little kit, they know exactly what's in it, everything's prepared for them, they know what to ask me for so that I can consent to it beforehand. So that you can't say to me on the Monday after we've played, I have to be at your house to feed you strawberries that's never going to happen in a million years i have my own risk budget and my risk budget says i have to go to work on a monday morning so i can't be there to feed you your strawberries so if you expect me to do that in a play you need to bring it to the table beforehand so that we can negotiate it and yes. I can that's not possible for me and then you can outsource that you can find somebody else to do it because it doesn't have to be your partner it can be your friend my in my aftercare i have something called an accountability pod a group of girls that i can check in that don't take my shit um, that that can call me out on my crap and who I'll listen to, but are also there when I'm feeling a two out of ten capacity wise, and that I can reach out to. So it's not my top's responsibility. It's not the person. It's my own responsibility to yes. my, my aftercare, and that starts with self care. Because without having self care, you've got no fucking clue what you want. How do you no. know what you're going to repair with? You know, you have to have an idea. Yes, things change, and it's not always it's not always gospel, and it's not always perfect but having a plan is perfect and my, you know the drop for me i know day three is my worst drop and on a day three i have a plan i have a plan of action i know where i'm going to go i know who i'm going to see i know who i'm going to phone i have i have all my resources so what i do because everything's visual in my life is i have a little wheel on my fridge and it's a little pie and every pie piece is a different color and in every color is a different self-care option because when i'm feeling like i'm dropping through the floor and my world is ending i make really crap choices we all know when yes. we are low, low capacity so when we're tired hungry angry 
all of those things we we don't have physical capacity or mental capacity to make good choices so i have easy choices in front of me so i can look out and i can just reach for a piece of my pie my pie could be walking my dog having a bath running going for a run whatever whatever it is it's easily accessible so i have my own solution i'm not phoning somebody and making it their problem i i mm. can reach out there i have a team to reach out to but i'm solely responsible for myself i have enough autonomy to, autonomy means control over my own actions and my own body to ask for the stuff in the first place so i have to have my own autonomy to be able to say hey i need help with this or i or, or i'm going to action something that's going to make me feel better i'm i think as strongly as you feel about the drinking i feel about the self-care because bdsm is not an excuse to hide away from yourself it, i it, agree you have totally. to show up ethically. If you're not showing up ethically yep. in this game, you're going to be violated. You're going to end up being miserable and you can be co coerced into doing stuff. I think mm -hmm. the freedom that I have in my own boundaries, knowing what my capacity is, knowing what I can and what I can't take has been the most empowering part of this journey for me. Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree with you, Ms. Ketting. You know, for me, um, as a dominatrix, a professional dom, this is how I earn my money. So for me to not be present and to not make sure that I've looked after myself and be presentable and all those things, you know, when a client comes to see me, it, it boils down to the exact same things. And believe it or not, dominatrixes actually also have dom drops. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we also have these, you know, you, you're busy dishing out and you, you constantly interacting with clients and you're giving out. And I find, you know, a, a couple of days later, I'm also I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm feeling down and I know exactly what I need to go and do to get back in. I go put my, my hands into Mama Earth and I go in and I get into my garden and I get into my fruit and my vegetables and my herbs and because I know once again, I'm investing into that and that's going to nourish my body eventually again. So you, it's so important to do those things and it's not up to the person unless you've negotiated those terms beforehand to for them to make you feel better you've got to plan this out and go all right fine i'm going to go and do this now and this is what i'm going to do in two three days time because everybody talks about your sub drop and you're going to feel this all right i've got this in plan this is my eating plan it's important to do those things and it goes right back to that self-care again and I think what I think what also happens a lot in this is we're playing with a deeper level of vulnerability. We're playing, yes. we're playing with something where people are touching a vulnerable side of you. It's a deep, dark secret you didn't want to share with the world. Often yes. there's regret in your head afterwards. Learning to understand what validates your vulnerability so that mm -hmm. you can ask for that in your negotiation goes a long way to making you feel rewarded after an action and taking the yes. shame out of your own head. But a, a woman don't understand what that what that feels like. I don't know how many times in my younger years I had sex and thought I was madly in love with Oak and I'm going to move in and marry him and this is it. Like this is my this is my five star future answer. I wasn't. I, I had shown the guy vulnerability. I hadn't felt rewarded for it. And when he didn't give me back all the stuff that I didn't quite know what it was at that stage that I was expecting, I thought I'd fall in love with him. It wasn't. Mm. It was my own feeling of the biochemistry from, from, from the interaction and not being able to understand how to be validated correctly for my own vulnerability and i've learned how to do that and i've learned how to ask for it and i've also learned how to ask for it up front because it, then the guy has the chance to say to me 
shit, I can't do that for you. So I'm giving him a, a, the chance to consent to the action before I'm demanding it afterwards. And I'm, I'm giving him the opportunity for me to align with him and say, well, this oak can't do it. I, Ms. Kitten, are you still okay with playing? If this oak can't give you that? No, I'm not. Doesn't align with me. There's my boundary. I'm out the door. We can still be friends. It doesn't make him a bad person. And he's allowed to say no. That's the other thing that I have a huge problem with in this community at the moment is we teach the fact that you've got to say no. But when we say no, people get aggressive. They get... Um, and they don't um, yeah, they get miserable. They they get they get they get upset with you. They get demanding. We're allowed to say no. This is our fucking sex life. This is really yes. meant to be fun. It's not the Olympics. Like we're allowed to choose what we do and what we do what we don't want. When my partners say no to me, it is one of the most empowering things. And I tell you why because it gives me information. It fucks. Yes. It. It's a chance to communicate with them. It's a chance for them to give me feedback and for me to go, okay, well, I can tick that box off. We don't have to cross that box. We can find another box. And there are so many beautiful boxes to be opened. There are so many presents under this tree. that We don't have to keep trying to open the one that's dodgy that nobody wants to open. And I can accept that the same way I can expect them to accept my no and to hear it. So just practicing hearing a no from somebody goes a long way in, in the start off of understanding if you can ethically align with people and hearing, hearing a no is not taught in our culture. It's just not, we're not allowed to say no. We're not allowed to hear a no. We have to get the yes. We have to get the job done. And that's not, mm. that's not part of kink at all for me. Sorry. I went off on a tangent. Discussing um, BDSM 101 for those who have just joined us, for those who joined us just after the um, the commercial break, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. Kinky Classes is a new um, spin-off season from Lola's Lessons. I see a bunch of the regular Lola, Lola Lessons listeners. So if you guys are wondering what the hell are we doing this evening on a Wednesday night, from now on, every Wednesday, you guys can tune in to Kinky Classes with Miss Kitson and Lola, and we are going to be exploring the realm of BDSM. It's safe, it's sane, it's sober, and it's consensual. <laughs> on <laughs> kinky classes this evening we've got the fabulous miss baroness let me practice high protocol as i've been taught on the cof education and high protocol group and call um the baroness the baroness not baroness but miss baroness and that would be with a capital m and with a capital b and um she's our guest this evening she's teaching us about bdsm uh, along with Miss Kitten. So before we go any further, I want to know what does the acronym BDSM stand for? In short, BDSM, B for bondage, D for dominant, S for sado or sadist, and M for masochist. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna interject because it's quite the video, the entomology of the word is quite interesting and the history yeah. of quite interesting. So they started off it was bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, and sadism. Yeah. And masochism. But um it's now more it's now sort of um it replaced an earlier term of sadomasochism. Yes. Um, and what's quite interesting is this word's only really been around since about two to 1998. Um, although the, the term sadomasochism has been around since the 1800s. 
So people have been playing with pain in lots of different cultures in Western culture and Eastern culture for a lot longer than they've had the sort of the, the BDSM side. So the, the, the bondage um, um, dominance and submission came in a bit later, but the actual the actual pain play um, has quite a long history. So we, we have our first sort of pain play books, I think are like 1860 was the first um, the first recorded book. And then people like Sigmund Freud spoke about sadomasochism and the fact that pain can um, take you on a different journey. But let's um, maybe explore these um, topics um, individually and talk a little bit about what is bondage to you, Baronista? What is your favorite bondage? What is and maybe something that's happened in bondage that you found um, funny? <laughs> um, bondage. Oh, I love bondage. I love tying bondage people up. Um, to me. I'm just like... <laughs> Uh, one 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 of my favorites is is mummification. Um, some it's just in such an incredible, um, and it's obviously not something that I'm going to do with somebody who's just coming into into the lifestyle. Um, it'll be somebody that's been in the community for a while, has been playing been playing around for a while because it does have a high risk factor to it, um, especially if you're doing full body mummification um, and you're blocking the airways and you're doing breath control. Um, so that is one of my favorites. Um, I think one of one of the funniest things that has happened is actually going through a, a process, you know, somebody with with glad wrap and I didn't have an, um, one of the, the airvac beds and um, the person fell over. So they were standing <laughs> up. They didn't want to land out. We got as far as about um, under their arms and then they were just, you know, killed over. And I was like watching a worm trying to get out of it, which was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I was in hysterics. The poor person was writhing around on the floor. And then the very sadistic side of me was, oh, let's just keep you there for a little while longer. We'll have a good laugh. <laughs> you know, but the, the client had a good laugh too. Um, so, yes, there, there are moments where, you know, it's it's – it's a very risky um, um, activity, um, but it it turned out to be very funny, and we both had a really good laugh about it. Um, but yeah, I do, I do, I do enjoy I mummification. I'm listening to this mummification thing, and I'm just thinking, I've got such um, oh yeah, I can't breathe just listening to it. I'm very claustrophobic, so that won't ever work with Lola. I'm just saying. And what is the back bed? Yes. I see it's one the of the vacbed. What is a vacbed? You mentioned vacbed, Baronista, Miss Baronista. It's it's basically um, you you know if you were sealing your your fruit and vegetables to put them in in a vacuum sealed um, bag into the fridge or into the freezer, it's pretty much works on the same sort of um, you know principles except it's built for a human body. Um, again, it's it's quite risky. <laughs> It is quite risky. Uh, I think you've, you've yeah, actually got one, Miss Kitten. Limit right there. I found my limit, guys. Yes, that's my limit. It requires, it requires um, somebody that you've built up a, a quite a long relationship with. There's a lot, the, the levels of trust are on another level completely. You literally do have somebody's life in your hands, you know, same with uh, choking play or breath play. Um, you, you, you're sitting with the power to be able to take somebody's life. Um, so it's not something that I would encourage for any newbies 
um, or I, I wouldn't actually encourage it for anybody who doesn't know what they're doing or doesn't have some kind of medical background. Um, because if it goes wrong, it can go hor horribly wrong. So we, but, we play a lot with latex. Latex is one of our yes. fetishes, which mm. um, it's very much part of our lives. So we have a latex vac bed, which is like a yeah. giant um, envelope that's got a frame around it. And we use a vacuum to suck all the air out of it. So you put the human being in and mm -hmm. there's a little hole at the top of it and you put a pipe into his mouth. And then um, it's my 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 pony's favorite favorite pastime is the latex back bed. And then you turn the vacuum on, and it sucks out all the air. And the mm -hmm. latex is pulled directly down over his body, and he's literally tightly wrapped inside of it. And he's breathing through the tube. And then I control the breathing on the end of the tube, so I can let him have yeah. breath and not have breath, depending on how sadistic I feel. But um, we 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 often do demos with our vac bed, and we often allow people to. Try try the vac bed um, and friends of ours um, who we know very well we play with quite a bit we're quite um, established with them um, got, um, my she's actually my 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 switchy sister's um, um, boyfriend got into the vac bed and um, he started laughing but you can't hear anything with the vac bed because the vacuum's running so it's quite loud in the room at the same time <laughs> so you couldn't hear the laughing so I thought he was having a heart attack. So I literally wanted to die for the. I just watched her face. She went from looking all calm to looking absolutely panicked. And this guy's rib cage was heaving up and down. And I was like nearly ready to rip the vac bed open. And my partner was looking at me like, don't you dare. That gives life play a whole new meaning. And I was That's, that'll be me. I'll be the one having a heart attack. Yeah, so so it is, and and we find with the vac bed experience that people don't don't realize how claustrophobic it is, um, yes. and how tight it is, and the pressure, the the, the, the all over pressure of your body is very intense, mm. and the, your your body pr produces an enormous amount of adrenaline the first time that vac bed pulls down on you. So it's actually a big experience for your body, um. So the high afterwards can be quite intense as well, and it's something that I certainly like. This is why you have to do that sober because you know yes. yes i would not leave a drunk person running the vacuum on the other side like, wow. I would not get into like yeah that, that is not that is not going to be a nice trip if you're tripping on something <laughs> and no. you're like oh my goodness gracious me i'm actually being buried alive that's not going to go down well be buried alive. He keeps messaging me and asking to be buried alive, and I have to say, I'm like more excited. To, I've been. Oh, you say this thing, humus kitten. This is going all all different kinds of direct directions. You're getting me all excited. I've like discovered boxes of a kink and and suitcases. It's like a whole new world. Like just pushing them in and bending them and fitting them into small spaces and then closing them up and leaving them there. That is an enormous <laughs> amount of pleasure. Like I, I can't tell you, it's absolutely beautiful. I, it's, it's been a whole new world over Christmas. Somebody brought me a box and I played with it for about five days, like a, like a real kid. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the wonderful thing about, about this wonderful world of BDSM, um, you know, and kink and fetish is, you know, everybody talks about going down the rabbit hole, but nobody tells you that rabbits actually burrow and they go over in a million different directions. And there's just so much to explore um, mm. down, down this rabbit hole. And it's beautiful. 
if it's done right and with the right people and all these things that we've been talking about consent and communication and trust and self-respect and it is just such an incredibly beautiful beautiful world to to become a part of and love yourself so much more yeah i love it so and if it wasn't for people like you and miss kitten i don't think we would have been able to share something that that most most listeners would find to be dungeons and dragons and dark and dangerous in such a beautiful light so i think mm. we've got we've got a very very pristine opportunity here to to explore this world along with the listeners and explain something that that sounds very very dangerous like some of the things that we've discussed this evening it sounds very very dangerous but still have that beauty um, connected to it and therefore opening their eyes to something that could be explored in so many on so many different levels yeah yeah and it's, it's it's you know like for instance when you're giving over that control um to somebody else and for my in my instance i i haven't i i know what it's like to take that control because it's been given to me but that feeling of um, you know, if you're going bungee jumping and you just jump, that feeling of absolute, you just jump, you know, with this rope attached to the end of your feet, knowing that somehow at the end of it, it's going to be okay. It's going to catch you. You're not going to hit the bottom going splat and that's the end of you. Um, and that I think is just what is so beautiful about this is being being in that position to where you you, you can trust so much that you can willingly just huh just let go and there's going to be somebody that's going to catch you on the other end for me as 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 a pro-dom um you know when people come to me the people talk to me and they say to me it's about the power and i'm like no it's not about that at all it's about the responsibility that somebody has willingly given me that control like it's it's wow it's just so amazing um i think it's incredible that we that we can go and we can explore this with people and and teach people that it's okay to think these things and to to practice these things. I think there's yeah. a lot of people that feel that they they they're different or um, there's something wrong with them or their minds are evil for having these fantasies and having these thoughts or having fetishes um, for that yeah. matter. And them giving these people a platform to listen and to find out, oh, well, hold on, I'm actually perfectly normal. This is just the correct way of going about exploring what I've been thinking about. Yeah. Miss Kitten, before we end the show, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on? Um not that I can think of. I think we've spoken about a lot. I have um, an amazing workshop tomorrow night. Um, the tickets are on my Playbox website. I'll shove the link up and we go through the whole welcome to BDSM um, consent and then we break down some of the fetishes and some of the um, kinks a little bit more deeply. Um, it's a great 101 class. Um, you can come and um, it, it is online, but you get to chat to me. You get to ask me your questions. Um, I'll answer them personally for you. And we've got some really good information that is a great way to start. And also some really great partner-based exercises that you can take home and try with your partner. And it's always fun to have homework when it's given to you by a mistress. Um, so please come and join me tomorrow night. I'd love to have some of you guys there. 
um, and I'd love to be able to share how I deepen the cubic depth of my relationship boxes so that um, I build up enough trust to do the amazing things that I do with my players. And I just want to give a shout out to all my Patreon crew who are here tonight online because you guys are amazing. It's lovely to see such support from the community. It's really appreciated. And the beautiful girls in Joburg who joined to listen to me tonight. I'm also hugely grateful and sending you so many kitten loves. Miss Kitten, you are no, no, awesome. No, no. For those of you who can make that who can make that class get to Miss Kitten's class, she is absolutely phenomenal. She's an absolute darling. Um, so so easy to approach and really so informative and really clued up on what's going on. So get there. Thanks, Bernice. Yes, I appreciate it. And, and <laughs> anybody looking for a, for a dominatrix, like if you could buy me a couple of sessions with Bernice, I'm in. Like, pick me. Um, but usually, I'm in. But we're not, we're not mummifying. We're not mummifying, Lola. I'll come. I'll come. <laughs> no, there's an there's H there's A to Z. We'll start at A. Pick a pick a pick a letter. We'll go there. <laughs> I mean, before we get to modification, that's all I want to know. <laughs> you guys are fighting. Yeah, I just want to touch on before we go. Baroness opened with it a little bit. Like, there's there's such a there's such a um, stigma attached to mm -hmm. anything that's done around the work with intimacy. And you know, BDSM is not about it's not about fucking. You can add that yes. to the party, and it can be fun. But this is about intimacy. This is honestly about the cubic yes. depth of relationship. And we've Beautiful. got to stop judging the people who are holding space for other people to explore. And I think that we've, we've got to, as a community, um, support our content creators. We've got to support our mistresses. We've got to support these people that are holding yes. space. We've got to support our good fetish artists. We've got some amazing riggers. We've got some, and, and these guys need our support because it grows yes. them as artists. They're not, they're, they're, I mean, the, the, the doms that I see on the chat tonight and the doms and the, 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 the dom that I'm sitting next to on this panel, Baronista, you guys are artists in what you do, what you bring okay. to other people and how you hold that space and you create an entire experience for them. That is, that is priceless. And, you know, to, to be able to get to that level on your own at home is going to take you years. Finding someone to guide you um, and help you, I promise you, is the next level. I'm as good as I am in kink because of the, pr the privilege of the team that I have around me and the amazing creators that I have that give me my experiences and allow me to play. And it's it's just been phenomenal. So support your community, guys. Support support these people. What they do is an art. It's there's the, it's the, regardless of what you want to call it. And I'm sick of the word sex work coming into the whole thing because why yes. does one bit of work have to have a label? I, my dad doesn't go out and do bank work he goes to work baronista goes to work i go to work thank you it is work it is work. yes and this idea that it makes us less than or unequal to we are we are one of the most creative teams as a unit if you see yes. what my, my what my playbox team can create and what we get up to we do frigging phenomenal things we give people yeah. the most incredible 
experiences. Um, and we've got to stop judging that. And that judgment's not coming, not coming from the team. That's coming from outside people who are too scared to admit that this is what they really want. And they've got to get over their fears and they've got to start accepting that what we do is work and it's no different. We earn a salary I, and we get to create our own space to do it. One, 100%. So well said, Ms. Kitten. So well said. Let me tell you something, people. The pastor in the church, the priest in the in in the the synagogue or wherever you wherever he is, they all have do- dirty, naughty, kinky thoughts. Even them. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <Love it's, that. laughs> they they do. You know, they they really, really, really do. And um, I, I totally agree. Thank you so much for saying that, Miss Kitchen, because this is how I pay my bills. Uh, you know, if I don't have clients, I don't pay my bills, um, and I don't see it. I'm I, I have a diploma in mental health. I use BDSM to 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 enhance people's lives, and it's so true what you say, Miss Kitten. This is our job. This is our work, Miss Lola. What you're doing, Miss Kitten. What you're doing. Everybody on this panel. What we do is it's our job. It's a it's a work. It's not a stigma. It's not a taboo. It's not something that's out there. It's something that I believe that we've been gifted with, that we've overcome in our lives, that we've learned, we've we've ha- um, honed on those skills. And like everybody else who has a job to do, we have a job to do and we have a place in society. And I think as we do more and more of these chats and talks like this, I'm so honored to be a part of this evening. Thank you, Ms. Kitten. Thank you, Ms. Lola. Thank you so much because it's so important that we educate people out there that it's actually just okay. It's one of the reasons I love Europe. You, it's, there's no stigma attached to it. And South Africa needs to overcome, you know, get over themselves. Yeah. And, and, and on that high note, Miss Kitten, yes. we need to end. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, oh we have, I'm, do we have to go? I'm sure we need to end. We have to go. That, I want to listen, take, oh, no. It's, I was ready to talk to you all night. the producer and the host, right? But the producer's calling in now. Thank you, ladies. I love the of you, Miss Kitten. I cannot thank you enough for being my co-host. I'm very excited for the rest of the season and all of our extra guests that we're going to have on all of the extra episodes. It's going to be a fun time. I love you. I'm in an alignment with you, and I think you are going to be an amazing co-host. Thank you, Miss Kitten. Miss Marinette, thank you so much for joining us this evening on air, for sharing your knowledge. You've got a beautiful radio voice, by the way. I'll just say. Thank you, darling. Thank you very much. I'm always looking for a couple of voiceovers. I'm always looking for something. You are dying. Your place are mine. No. I mean, I'm coming to you, but no mummification. We know that now. No. Remember consent, consent, consent. So we rule out consent is there's no mummification. Done. Thank you for having me and thank thank you, you listeners. Thank you, listeners. To everybody listening, um, remember to join us every Wednesday night, same time, same place. Lady Lola and Miss Kitten with Kinky Classes. I cannot thank anybody enough for for everybody. I cannot thank everybody enough for being here with us tonight, for joining us in this very first episode. And we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Until then, good night, listeners. When you came in, the air went out And every shadow